This is exactly right. It's me, Roz. Oh, man, we are getting toward the end of this pandemic. Um, it's been a very interesting, especially few weeks over here for me um, and in my world. And um, I just have to say uh, that we have lost a dear friend. Uh, of this podcast, the CEO of Starburns Audio, uh, who produced this podcast, um, Jason Smith, he died um, unexpectedly this past weekend. And um, hopefully we can honor Jason and the work that we do. And he was definitely a, a part of this uh, podcast. And actually, you know, I when I first signed on with Starburns, um, I met with him, and uh, uh, he's just such a such a great, loving guy. And uh, I know he he was such a fan of the spookiness and and the things that we were doing on this show, and such a great supporter and a, and a huge part of of the success of this podcast. And so, ah, rest in peace, Jason. Thank you for all that you did for us. I'm sending so much love to the family of Jason and everyone who loved him. He was a very special guy. And uh, so, (laughs) shifting gears, we do have a show today. And I love listener episodes. I would love for you to be a part of one of my listener episodes. And you know what to do. You just send me an email at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com with the subject line listener episode. And just give me like a brief little rundown of what the uh, what the stories are that you got for me. And uh, hopefully we can record another one very soon. I actually just recorded my episode for next week, which is we got a celebrity in the house. I have Kirsten Vangsness for all you Criminal Minds fans. Um, she is such a delight and we had a great time. So look out for that next week. And um, yeah, I also this week on Patreon, if you go to patreon.com slash Ross Us, it helps me out. And um, I really appreciate everyone that that has joined my Patreon. I do videos every Tuesday, and this week's video is a little arts and crafts project, sorta, a little home decor project. I was wanted to see what would happen if I bought a bunch of faux fur and cover an entire wall um, with a window included and make like sort of a curtain situation. And uh, you'll see how it turns out. <laughs> So you can see that video this week. And also um, the bonus clip from this episode on my second tier of Patreon, we are talking more about like cryptid creatures and there's a little bit of UFO in there, a little bit of skinwalker in there and um, a cryptid uh, cat-like creature in, um, in North Carolina. So... Look out for that, and um, I guess it's time to just uh, listen to some listener stories, so I hope you enjoy. On with the show! I've been ghosted, too! Hello, Emily! How are you? Hey, Roz, I'm doing great. I hope you are. Thrilled to be here today. Oh, of course. You're in North Carolina, no? I am. I'm in the beautiful mountains of North Carolina. It's a gorgeous spring day, and there's so much spooky stuff going on around here. So um, <sighs> I'm excited to share some stories. 
Now, I will say from the top, like, I'm a bit of a floozy when it comes to, like, embracing all concepts, theories related to anything from spirituality, human experience, consciousness, um, and, like, encounters with whatever. I'm like... The, Wait, but what do you mean a floozy? I, I just, you know... I'm, I can I dabble in a little bit of everything. I'm just like the, okay. I'm the I'm the, I'm the I'm the yes and girl. Like if you say like oh um, aliens are real, I'm like yes they are. And, and then if you say you know Bigfoot's real, I'm like yes he is. Just I'll take it all. Um, you know what? That's a great way to be. And I I think I am too. I guess I never looked at it that way. But I guess I'm like yeah. I'm very I'm in an open relationship with all kinds of ideas. Yeah, and I, you know, I think I mean it more when it comes to like uh, spirituality or like religion. I'm kind of yeah, like sure. I, I, I err on the safer side of like, sure, I'll just go with everything just in case. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. But, well, tell me a story. Okay. All right. So here we go. All right. So w- while the story details are like wild, I think what's um, like more fascinating is kind of like what is really going on and how like some of these stories are connected. So I'm going to be brief. Um, please interrupt me and take the lead like whenever. But I thought I would start with my first ghost encounter and then afterwards um, share some of what I think um, is going on here. And I would love to get your input as well. But I don't want to spoil the ending. So you want to get weird? Let's do it. Okay. So I was raised in eastern North Carolina. And for those that are unfamiliar with like a rural, small town, southern life, um, I would compare my high school to what others would probably know as like a magnet school, basically because it was, it's all a bunch of small towns. Kids would drive from like, 45 miles in any direction to a more centralized small town to get a better private education. So uh, just for context, uh, on weekends, we would get together at one of our friends' farms or hunting lodges. That's all there was. Um, And because this always involved a lot of travel at night, it was normal for us to kind of spend the night in our cars for safety. This was pre-cell phone days. And I don't even think that you could get cell service or an ambulance out anywhere like today. So it was just safety first. Um, So on this particular night, there were about like 20 of us gathered at a hunting lodge about 30 miles away from any sign of civilization. We caravaned down like a one-way unmarked dirt maze to like a cabin destination. I should also mention that this one-way dirt road in and out is surrounded by water on both sides because it's um, what's called a duck impoundment that they use to, I don't know, bait and hunt ducks there. So um, mm. basically, we're just locked into this little area and oh my very isolated. Scary. It's It was, but you know what? When you're young and you got a bonfire and whiskey, you just like don't think about those things. But anyways, okay, around like 3 a.m., my boyfriend and I were like the last ones to go to bed. And so we were about to jump into the back of this Tahoe when all of a sudden we heard this clink, 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 clink. It was like unmistakably the sound of footsteps, but it sounded like somebody had chains around their feet. Now, I immediately was thinking, like, oh, shit, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, this is horrible. (laughs) Like, that's my nightmare. Um, And then all of a sudden, the sound got a little bit closer, and my boyfriend grabs me and throws me behind his um, Tahoe uh, passenger side tire. And we peek over the top. And all of a sudden, like, as plain as day, an old man dressed in, like, a three-piece eggshell linen suit like hat top pants shoes the whole deal was just walking along the road with his head like directed straight forward not in a rush non-threatening and just with this clanking sound and at this point like I don't think either of us were scared because it was just so bizarre and and, like inexplicable because if you were 
if it was someone that was pranking us, we would have a heard or seen the car or he would have had to like crawl out of the swamp. And like he was in a like, three piece suit. He, yes. And he was clean as a whistle. I mean, I don't know. So in, I'm picturing <laughs> Colonel Sander vibes. No, literally, literally though. But like with the, um, like the little pajama hat, like it had a little tassel on it or something. I, it was, oh, okay. it was so weird. So anyways, we watched this man just continue down this dirt road. That's going nowhere. And he gets about like 50 feet or so away from the car and just vanishes. So we immediately jump in the back and just like hide. I can't sleep the whole night and we never speak about it again because that's what you do in the South. Right. Okay. But that's not the weirdest part, Ross. The weirdest part was about a month later, the relative, a relative of the person whose um, lodge we were at had committed suicide at that spot. And I don't know if you like ascribe to stuff like this, but like, as I start to study like uh, ghost encounters more, I try to stray away from like the traditional like, oh, it's a spirit stuck in a, um, you know, place because they have unfinished business or whatever, mainly out Mm -hmm. of my own fear that that would happen to me because that sounds just like the ultimate nightmare. Um, But it sounds like quarantining, but yeah, for eternity. It, it sounds like life forever, right? I mean, it's just, I don't know. But so I w- have been exploring things like um, perhaps was this some type of like time lapse in some kind of like multiverse or parallel universe where this we saw like the relative before the suicide happened or was this just another ghost or where did he come from what was going on with the suit what do you what are you thinking well that's one of those kinds of things where when we think about like other dimensions and all this stuff that drives me insane um mm-hmm. i mean i like i like to think about it but it makes me go crazy because then it makes me think okay so if that ghost turned and looked at you two would you would he think that you guys are ghosts I and know. would he just be minding his own business and be like, who the hell are these people? I know. And th- yeah. And then I really spiraled down. Like, have you seen the movie interstellar? I have not. Well, anyways, it's just a- basically about like how we exist in every point of time, like forever and ever. So like you could see yourself maybe from like 30 seconds ago in another dimension. And that's just mind blowing. But yeah. So, but anyways, that leads me to the second story that actually just happened last week when I got your email about um, coming on to the listener show. I was. Um, Why house- am I always conjuring ghosts for people? <laughs> hey, you got you got the magic. <laughs> you got it. Um, but wait, wait, wait! I have one more question before we get to that. Go. So this was at nighttime, right? Yes. So was this Colonel Sanders in a pajama hat? Was he like? glowing or no, how did you he just, see him he just looked like a, a grandpa dressed from um charlie and the chocolate factory but clean <laughs> <laughs> get back to the bed with the other three <laughs> yeah. get back to bed grandpa um yeah that's ex- i mean but i mean you- like was there light from the car like how how mm-hmm. dark are we talking here? So because every, a dark forest every, ghost is real scary. It is. And the only light that was left um, was like a, there's like a an open like lodge shed where everybody, you know, could kind of like sit down on a dock and there was one light bulb hanging down. But other than that, there was no lights. He was just so close that you could see him. I mean, it was, would just be the same as if you saw like, um, I don't know, a neighbor on the street or something outside. It's so bizarre. Okay, okay. Let's hear the the one that recently happened. Okay, so last weekend I was um, like house-sitting for a friend whose mother had just passed away in the house. And um, I was cleaning up at the end of the weekend, like doing the laundry and stuff like that, trying to tidy up the house before he came home. And all of a sudden, I hear from her 
like suite, like her bedroom that's been locked and preserved with all her stuff in it, um, has a bathroom in it, and the toilet kept flushing and not running. Like I know the diff, like, I know the difference between like a continual run. It would like flush once, and then twenty minutes would pass. It would flush again, then maybe five minutes would pass and it would flush. And I, so I texted him and I said, because I didn't want to go in her room, and I said, do, is, do you have any plumbing issues downstairs that I need to be aware of? And he was like, no, there shouldn't be anything going on. And I was talking to a few of my friends, and apparently ghosts really hate cleaning and cleaning products. Have you heard that? <laughs> I, um, I know I hate cleaning. <laughs> Well, I love the clean, but I think she realized when I was using all this electricity, like with the washer and dryer. And I think she knew she was like, this isn't your house. Get out of here. I don't know what she was trying to communicate to me. Like, but then that like makes me think, you know, maybe she is like her, her soul does live in there. I don't know. It's just mind boggling. And I really, I mean, I know this is like a weird thing, but I've talked about this with people before and it's like, okay, if we're going to be talking about all of this, we got to talk about this. Can ghosts, do you think they use the toilet? Like, what do you think? Well, I think water is like one of the strongest conduits for energy other. Mm -hmm. So I know that that's a good, like that's been a way of communication that I've, I've heard about in the past. So that's the only reason I was think I thought about it, but now I've traumatized my friend and he, he thinks his mother is haunting. So, um, yeah. But that's, what's always so interesting is like, okay. If we're going with the theories that like a ghost of a human is living in a house, Mm -hmm. it seems that sometimes depending on their intelligence as a spirit, they react different to different people. You know, you hear about these people that it's like, they move into this house. The ghost is like, uh-uh, you are out of here. We're going to do whatever we can to spook you. And then the next people move in and they're like, there's nothing going on here. And who knows? Maybe it is because that that quote-unquote ghost is like, well, these people are nicer or they're not annoying or what. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's – or you hear about these ghosts where it's like, oh, anytime um, a man with a ponytail is here, <laughs> uh, they get their ponytail grabbed or whatever. Um <laughs> There's just like certain things like ghosts, sometimes it seems react different to different people. And maybe your friend will never even experience that. Or maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But um, that, it's just kind of spooky. I, see, I'd rather see the ghost like I did with the guy than not see something, if that makes sense. And just yeah, not really be able to like put eyes on it and kind of get a feel for like what their energy is not that i ever think it's like malevolent um but i don't know you never know well do you want to hear an evp with me <gasps> yes and that's i'm so glad you brought that up because i wanted to know do you what do you think evps could be people like that it, well Go ahead with it, and then we can talk about it how about that <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> it's time for EVPs or EV please. Okay, I found this one. It is from Oklahoma Ghost Chasers. Ooh. And I don't know what the uh, location is, but apparently a ghost says something. And tell me what you hear. Okay. <laughs> Let me play it again. Yeah. Oh, one more. Do you hear anything? Can we do one more time? Yeah. Cowboy? Cowboy. I mean, yeah, Oklahoma. I've seen the musical Oklahoma. Um, well, uh, that's not what they think. Let me okay. give you some of these options. Is it A, a wage? Listen, they're a ghost. Mm. They need to get paid, too. Amen. Um, is it B, Rage. Mm. Maybe they are a fan of uh, the Rage <laughs> Carry too. Um, or there's also a, an iconic gay bar that recently closed in LA called Rage. Um, oh I'll no! Say that maybe they're maybe they're a fan of Rage. Um, 
Is it C, burn sage? Or D, make it rain? Again, they want money. They're ghosts. I'm going to say D. Make it rain. (laughs) Yeah. Let me play it again. Oh, I think it's rage, but I want this ghost to make it rain. Seriously. Um, it's what do they think it is? Rage. Ah. Um, let me play it again. I hear like a syllable before the, the before I hear rage. I think it's like outrage. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. Something about a cage. I don't know. But see, that's again, like, why why are some of these ghosts scary and like if so how do i avoid become becoming a rage-filled ghost trapped on uh in the united states eternally (laughs) what do you do (laughs) yeah i mean that's part of the circumstances it's almost i mean there's a lot of different reasons why i think if we go with the theory that ghosts are dead people trapped on earth, I think there's a lot of different reasons why they could um, end up happy or rage filled. But it's kind of similar to what we talked about with um, Ari Stavis, the exorcist where it's like, you don't ways to get rid of, to not have demons come to your life is by being a good person and raising your frequency and taking care of yourself. Yes. And it's almost like a lesson. Like that's, um, this is part of my motivation. This is part of my multi-level marketing. <laughs> this, I'm going to be a motivational speaker on how to not be an angry ghost. And I feel like maybe a lot of it is like trying to focus on making yourself happy in whatever way you can because mm-hmm. you never know when your time comes and um, you don't want to be filled with resentment. I don't know. Maybe that's something. No, I think you're <laughs> onto it because um, one of the other stories that I had put down that I didn't want to talk about because A, didn't fit and it's just complicated is with, about messing with the Ouija board and how I had some Ooh. friends that like didn't really respect it or take it seriously. And... Um, I agree. I like, even when I do tarot or like how I treat people, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's religion, physics. I mean, what you put out into the world is what you get back. Right. And so if you approach it with kindness, which is why I love your show, because you're, you're so accepting and just like so gentle and wonderful with everybody. You can tell that. Yeah. You, you probably have a little halo over you that you can't see. Oh, thank Or a little you. crown, maybe. Who knows? Whatever you want. Hello, Remy. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm so good. Where do you live, Remy? I live in Yuma, Arizona. Ooh. Is that a deserty part of Arizona? Yes, completely in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> well, one thing that you were saying was you you are now on the list of people possibly that has had an experience kind of after listening to this podcast because <laughs> you were talking about Oh my goodness, yes. You listened to the David Omen episode and then so what what's that story? So I was listening to the episode and I get spooked very easily. So I was listening to the episode and I went into a bathroom at my work and all the lights in the bathroom started flickering and I jumped out of the bathroom. I didn't even walk. I jumped out of the bathroom and I was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So can you tell me um, one of these stories? I want to hear the psychic story. Oh, yes. So a little background. My dad went missing October 2015, if I'm remembering correctly. And nobody knew nothing of what happened, that he went missing in Mexico. And a couple years passed by, and my mom started working at a new hair salon. And she's telling the lady that she's working with about all her children. And my mom says my name. And the lady stops her and tells her, wait, say her name again. And she says it, and all the hairs on her arms stood up. And she goes, something happened with her father, huh? And right away, my mom called me and she says, you need to get down here. Some This lady that I'm talking to knows something about your dad. And when she told me that, I was kind of like, how? That's kind of weird. Nobody knows anything. Um, so I went down there and when I stepped into that building, 
the lady looked at me and again all her hair stood up on her arms and she's like yep he's here and i was like oh my goodness like what are you talking about and she goes um so your mom was just telling me your name and your dad came to me and she's like i'm from hawaii they call me a healer and um i can connect to the other side and she's like do you have any questions and i was just like well what happened like does he know what happened or is he okay and she was like he's telling me that he was on earth one second and he was just where he is now just so quick and so fast no pain no nothing and she just told me that she knew that he had passed and he's fine now and that he's excited to he's very anxious and I was like well why is he anxious and she just said that he's coming back as one of my future children Oh, wow. Because all the lives that he's lived ended very shortly because of the wrong guidance that he had during life. So he wants to come back as my child because he believes that my husband and I could uh, raise him right to, to, to finish his purpose in life. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is a crazy story. Um, so do you believe in like mediums and stuff? Of course. So I, I found this medium on Instagram and she does Instagram lives. And this happened a month ago and I found her Instagram lives and I was sitting on TikTok, scrolling on, scrolling on TikTok and something just kept telling me, go on Instagram, go on Instagram. So I go on Instagram and the lady is doing a live and she's talking to another woman about uh, the woman's father. So I'm sitting there listening and I was kind of like, I'm just going to click off. And something kept telling me, no, stay on the live stay on the live so i stayed there and i was listening and the lady goes does anybody here have a tattoo on their right arm that says i love you in their parents handwriting and when she said that i had static from my head to my toes because i have a tattoo on my right arm in my dad's handwriting that says i love you oh and my I god just, yeah it was crazy it was a really weird feeling <laughs> oh my god there's definitely something going on there Mm-hmm. What is the story of with your husband? Oh, so this happened six, seven years ago. And a bunch of us friends were going out to go swim in the canals. So we all were going to meet up at my husband's house or his trailer. And where his trailer is, it's like an old street that has been there for so long. And there's so many trailers that has been there for so long. And we all go over there. And my sister and I were sitting in his kitchen And in his kitchen towards our back is a door that goes to the bedroom. And we hear what sounds like furniture being moved across the room, just thrown across the room. So we thought somebody was back there. We check and nothing's back there. And the sound stopped as soon as we went in there. So I go outside, ask my husband, like, well, he wasn't my husband then, but I asked him, like, what is going on? Did you hear that back there? And he was like, oh, that happens a lot. And I was like, what do you mean that happens a lot? And he takes out his phone and shows me a picture that he took of outside the trailer. And in the window, there's three dark faces and they're all like diagonally placed. And there's three dark faces in the window. And I was just like, oh my goodness, you can see them so clearly. And now he told me a bunch of stuff. His grandma used to do witchcraft, like bad witchcraft. And he had a bunch of stuff happen to him and his brothers when they were little and it just followed them throughout life and it kind of stopped now but they would hear running across their roof uh. and they would, yes they would hear running across their roof um one time one of the brothers woke up because they seen a woman in a white dress walking past the window and they just had a lot of a lot of scary stuff happen to them oh god well do you have any other stories yeah so i all my life i've had paranormal stuff happened to me and when I was little like two three years old um, we used to live with my grandma and I guess an old man had died in her garage and I had no clue of this nobody had no clue of this except my nana and my grandpa and they would find me in the room talking to myself and they asked me like who are you talking to and I would tell them oh the blue man and I had no clue who this man was and they're like oh my gosh it was probably the guy who died in the garage Ooh. Yeah. So do you have any, like, memory of seeing an old man? I mean, that's very young, but... No, I have no memory of it at all, but they would find me talking to myself. Or one time my stepdad was home alone over there, 
and my I was such a mama's girl, always crying for my mom. So she would take me everywhere with her. And my stepdad was sitting in the living room and he heard a little girl crying in the bedroom. So he was yelling, Remy, stop crying. Like, you're fine. Da, da, da. And the crying gets louder and louder. He goes, steps in the room. And as soon as he steps in the room, the crying stops and calls my mom and asks my mom if I'm with her. She says, yes, she's right here. And they just would hear, so there's a baby and a man ghost? Yeah, they would hear a little girl crying. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the Blair Witch Project? Yes, I have. I, just, <laughs> I love scary movies. There's like that scene where they're like getting attacked in the tent. You can like hear babies like or like uh-huh. little kids crying. Oh. Yeah, I think that's the most terrifying thing. So we just moved to a trailer that's in the middle of nowhere. And I was laying in my back room. This happened about two months ago. I was laying in the back room and my husband was outside. So I was laying back there just on my phone and I hear a little girl say my name like very quietly like Remy so I look back and I thought it was one of his nieces or nephews and I yell their name and I come out here and I was like oh they're not here and he goes no what do you mean and I was like I swear I just heard somebody say my name a little kid's voice say my name and we have things go missing in the house we have lights go off by themselves we have our um do you know the shower heads that come off the wall yeah sure they would fall off the wall by itself so do you, how, how do you feel? I mean, obviously you've had so many experiences in your lifetime. Are you like, is it something that you can be comfortable with or are you terrified or how do you feel about that? So I recently came to accept that that is just my life. Mm-hmm. And I think that I have a gift, but I'm scared of it. So I, every time I'm like, Noah, I'm going to accept this gift. And yes, you can come speak to me. And as soon as something happens, I'm like, nope, nope, never mind. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> Take it, it back. <laughs> yeah. So I believe that there are spirits around us all the time. And I've had so many things happen and people around me, so many things happen that I've just come to accept that it is what it is. And they're around here. And sometimes they just want to say hi. <laughs> yeah, it definitely seems like you're one of these people that... I think like myself where ghosts are like, okay, I can talk to this person. Like this person mm-hmm. gets it. Yeah. Cause there's some people out there that do not believe it at all. Yeah. They're just and closed to me, that's off. So yes, that's so hard for me to wrap my head around that. There's nothing out there or these things just happen because they happen. <laughs> yeah. I hope that those people get to see something or have something happen to them at some point. But even then there's mm-hmm. still people that are like, Nope, that wasn't real. That was, that was something else. Uh-huh. Yeah. One time I was at my aunt's house and it was, I stay up late all the time. So it was like two, three o'clock in the morning and I was sitting down trying to get the Xbox to work. And I was the only one awake pitch dark in the living room. And I'm sitting there trying to get it to work. And I hear breathing by the side of my face. And I thought it was my cousin. So I looked back and I was like, oh, my God, it's nothing. So I jumped over the couch, didn't turn off the TV. And I ran to the bedroom and I crawled into bed with my cousin. And I was just laid there like, oh, my goodness. Who was that? that? I have no clue. But they, after I told her that story, she told me that they all had um, weird experiences in that house too so i believe that i'm just attract i attract maybe stuff like that <gasps> there's a ghost in my house cynthia how are you hi i'm good how are you so good where are you I am um, basically in austin texas i live right outside at south and kyle but you could just say austin so oh amazing all the way in texas I was looking at uh, the stories that you sent me, and I'm so fascinated. Can I hear this story about when you, like, kind of saw the ghost of your mother? Yeah. So, honestly, like, if I were to call my mom and ask her, she'll probably be like, I don't remember, because it's been so long ago, like, obviously decades. I'm already, like, I'm 32 now, and this happened when I was around seven. See, but that's but, why it's um, weird, because I just said, like, tell us a story about the ghost of your mom, and then you say, I could call my mom. So that's why I'm like, this is, when I first read this, I was like, wait, wait, oh, so your mom, what, what? Yeah, so, so, okay, this, what happened was I was in Chile, so I was born and raised in Chile, and in Chile, like, back in the 90s, I don't know how it is now, but back in the 90s, the houses don't really have AC or heat, so if it's really hot, you wake up at night because you're sweating, or if it's really freaking cold, you wake up because it's freaking cold. So 
I remember like waking up from the pole, you know, and, you know, I woke up and I slept on the bottom bunk of my bed because I share a room with my sister and, you know, woke up and I looked to my right and I saw my mom sitting on the floor, but I was like, why is she there? So I kind of like say, mom, what are you doing? And it looks literally exactly like her. And she just goes, shh, like she tells me to be quiet. And I'm like, did she turn okay. and look at you or was she just like, in yeah, her- she just looked at me like I, I don't think I walked all the way towards her, but I got up from my bed and I just kind of looked at her because she was sitting right next to like a piece of furniture, like a dresser or something that I had. Um, and so she wasn't like in the middle of the room. She was just kind of hiding next to the dresser. And she just said, you know, to like be quiet. And I was like, okay, like I was just confused, but also I was kind of sleepy. So I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. I'm just going to get back in bed. And I fell asleep. Right. I wasn't scared. I wasn't like, oh, my God, it's a ghost. Like I didn't initially think that. I think I was so young that I didn't think it was creepy. I just thought it was my mom. Right. And the next morning I got up and I ran to her room because it was right next to mine. And I'm like, hey, mom, I'm like, why were you in my room last night? And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, like you were in my room, like sitting there. And she was like, no, sweetie, I think you were dreaming. And I was like, no, like I talked to you, you know. And immediately in my head, I'm like, wait, she's not wearing the same outfit. Like she was wearing like a different nightgown when I saw her at night than what she was wearing, like the PJs in the morning. So immediately I thought, oh, wait, I don't think that was my mom. Like my intuition immediately was like, I don't think I talked to her last night. And it, that's when I was kind of like creeped out. Um, but like being so young, I don't, I didn't go into details. I think I didn't really rationalize that at the moment. So I never really talked about it, but growing up all these years, watching scary movies and talking to friends, I'm like, Holy crap. I think I did see a ghost like that young and it's weird because it was resemblance of my mother so it's like that's kind of strange so what do you think do you think it was like an out-of-body experience for your mom or do you think that it was like something else pretending to be your mom i i think it's the creepy one pretending to be my mom (laughs) like trying to like engage with me like oh look i look like your mom come talk to me you know and so that's the creepy part that's why when i you know, but like at the same time, it's like, but don't talk to me because then it shushes you. Exactly. I'm like, excuse me. Like what? Do you (laughs) want to talk or do you not want to talk? What are you doing in my bedroom? Make up your mind. Right. Make up your mind. (laughs) But thinking about it as I'm older, I'm like, dad, that's kind of creepy for like the ghost to be like impersonating my mother. Like, Oh, look, I look like your mom. I'm safe, you know, to talk to you. And then it's like, go away. So yeah, that was, that was pretty creepy. Oh, that is a spooky one. Yeah. Okay. Well then, so you believe that you've been followed by a ghost as well? Yeah. So when I moved to Dallas, uh, I was already in middle school going into like late middle school. And um, I remember this started when I was about 12, 13. Um, the first time that it happened, and I think it's the same thing that followed me I think I don't know maybe I'm just nice and sweet and it's like oh I'll hang on I'll hang out with Cynthia or something but (laughs) the first time it happened I was only like maybe 12 not even 13 and I was at home with my mom you know we lived in a really small apartment and I was watching tv with her and she just said very quickly hey I'm gonna go to the store I'll be right back and are you gonna be okay and I'm like yeah it's fine you're coming right back I don't care And I keep watching TV, you know, and I'm like laughing about something. I don't know if it was like a cartoon and I must have forgotten that my mom wasn't there. So I'm talking out loud and I'm like, oh, my God, that was so funny. And I'm talking to something that's sitting on the couch. I'm thinking it's my mom. And I look in the corner, like to the corner of my eye and I'm like, oh, my gosh, my mom's not here. And then I quickly turn and whatever was sitting there was gone. So it really scared me. I remember going to my room thinking, oh, my God, I'm I'm going to wait in my room till my mom comes back because I could have sworn she was there the whole time or maybe not her, but somebody was sitting there. So I was talking to whatever was there. Um, And so that's when it all kind of started. I was like, that's kind of creepy. We lived in the same apartment complex for like a long time, but we moved to a different unit like a couple of years later. And that's when the really creepy stuff happened. So the first thing that happened, I was already in high school. So it was probably two years after this. Um, I was... I sleep facing down like at night, like on my tummy. And I remember waking up 
literally in the middle of the night just for no reason you know when you just wake up and you're like oh crap i have to fall back asleep now great you know mm-hmm. um i felt what could only explain as like somebody touched my back like right close to my neck and so i could feel somebody's hand just going all the way across my back like touching me and i remember completely freezing and i was like oh my god i i don't want to look like what is happening you know mm-hmm. and I shared a room with my sister, but like she's a heavy sleeper and she would snore. And like she, anytime all these things happen, she was just like passed out. Like it <laughs> never happened to her. So I'm like, am I crazy? Like what's happening? Um, I felt that hand so vividly that I was like, I'm not dreaming. I'm full on awake. And I remember just like keeping my eyes closed and I just started praying like, oh my God, like whatever is touching me, go away, you know, like freaking out. So I, I fell asleep. Right. And then maybe I want to say a week later, same thing happened where I woke up in the middle of the night again, pitch black, nothing's happening. There's no noise. We didn't even have really like good phones back in the day. So like I had like a shitty flip phone. So it's not like I was like my phone was going off or it didn't even have internet, I guess. So I just woke up and I couldn't move my legs. And I'm known to like move my feet and my legs when I sleep because they get really hot. So it was unusual for me to not be able to move my legs. So I tried to move them. I couldn't move them. And I got, I just knew that something was there in the room with me. So I didn't want to look back. I was terrified. And I just closed my eyes. And again, I started like praying, like thinking, okay, I can't, I don't want to look, I'm scared. And right when I said that, like, you could hear my entire mattress like from on my bed like just creak really loud like you know like really loud and as if someone literally got up from my bed and then i was able to move my feet and my legs so like you think something was was sitting on your legs right that's what it felt like and i i couldn't feel the heaviness per se but like i couldn't move and right when I heard that, because my mattress was like low-key really old, like super old, um, you could hear when people sat on it or got up from the bed all the time. And that's exactly what it sounded like. And I was like, oh, my God, somebody just got up from my bed and I don't want to look like I was so I was just such a chicken. I was like, I can't look up. I don't want to know what it's there. You know? Oh, my God. Cynthia, I have to sleep yeah. in my bed tonight. I know. Me, too. Well, <laughs> I was thinking about these stories the other day and I was like, oh, my God, now I can't sleep. <laughs> Because like, this is so you know, scary. after they happen, after they happen to you, you kind of block them for a little bit. And then until people ask you things, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot about this, you know. And um, and so that's not where it ends, though. So like then I don't honestly, I don't know how long after that, but it couldn't have been that many weeks after in the same room. I was waiting for my boyfriend to come pick me up. I was in high school. So, you know, I was I couldn't drive. So I was like, OK, come pick me up. We'll go hang out somewhere. And um, he was taking forever. So I was just bored in my room waiting for him. And I was like laying in my bed, like with the eyes closed. And I had my phone with me, like my flip phone. And I remember closing my eyes and my phone like flew across the room, literally like flew across the room, landed on the ground. So I heard the thud when I opened my eyes and my phone was like, like literally all the way across the room from where I was. And I was like, what the hell? So I got up and in my head, I'm like, you know what, whatever's messing with me, I'm not going to pay attention to it. So I got up from my bed, picked up the phone and sat down on my bed again. And I'm like, I'm not going to give it the attention at once, whatever this is, you know, because at that point I was like, clearly something is happening here. Right. Mm -hmm. And I sat down on the bed again, closed my eyes and I heard little steps, like little steps going from my bed area to the closet. What do you mean little steps? I'm thinking of like Chucky or something. uh, Ew, that's creepy. That's even creepier than I imagined originally. (laughs) But like, like I heard steps like because it was carpeted, you know, so when somebody's walking on carpet, you can still hear it, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's when I was like, oh, okay, I'm cool. And I remember I left my room and I waited with my parents, like, somewhere else in the apartment for him to come pick me up. But I honestly, I don't know if I ever really told my parents how bad it was or how scary it was. I think they kind of joked around about it. Like, even my sister was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, you know that's not really happening or you were dreaming or that's your imagination. You know, they, it's not that they were being mean about it, but I don't think they wanted to like admit that something creepy was going on. Yeah. Um, so like, I never really saw anything, but I always felt something around me. So 
a year later, my parents got a divorce. My dad left. My sister went off to college. So it was just me and my mom. So we lived together, almost kind of like roommates. She's a teacher, so she works AMs. And I was working at a hotel, so I was always working in the afternoon. So we were never together at the house. And at that apartment, so now this is like the third different apartment. So that's why I'm like, I think it follows me, honestly. Yeah. It was a new apartment. And anytime I would get ready for work or I was around the house by myself, the doors would open and close by themselves a lot. So I would be getting ready in the in the bathroom and behind me, like, you know, you're staring at yourself in the mirror, getting ready behind me. I could see like the hallway and the other doors and they would open and close all the time like slowly like intentionally you know not like the ac would open it or not like somebody would like slam the door open you know yeah and so i told my my oldest sister she lives in chile i I told her at the time hey i feel kind of creepy like and i told her about that and she said you know maybe maybe it's grandma you know protecting you because our grandma one of our grandmas died when i was 10 and i was really close to her but you know, I was like, okay, maybe that, maybe it is a cute thing. You know, maybe she is protecting me. Maybe she's like around me, watching out for me, you know? Um, and then I remember, I don't know what movie I watched or like a documentary that said, you know, maybe you shouldn't think that it's a familiar thing if you don't know who it is that's around you. Like if it's a spirit, because if it's not your family and you're engaging with it, you're inviting it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, I invited it thinking it was my grandma. No. (laughs) It was really creepy. And, you know, after that, it kind of stopped. But for a while, even my friends that would come over, like my friend Carly and they would come to my apartment and they always said that they felt like a weird energy, like a creepy energy, which is weird because I'm not creepy. I'm really nice. So (laughs) it felt really bad that like if they came to my apartment, they felt like uneasy about stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's kind of when it stopped there in Dallas. I never like saw anything, but I always felt like I wasn't alone, you know? So do you think it was um, like, did your mindset change on it? Or do you have any idea of how it might have stopped? I, I started working a lot and I was super busy. So like that's when, right when I finished college, so that I was like working full time or was working two jobs. And I think I, my, my life got so busy that I just ignored it maybe. Um, and for a while, nothing happened. And what I, what something else that happened here in Austin, the only creepy thing I've ever had happened here, um, was now maybe a bit about two years ago, a little bit longer. Um, I was dating someone and we were at his apartment close to downtown, uh, hanging out with some of his friends. And we were telling creepy stories, like scary stories. Cause, um, one of his best friends, she is, um, really into like paranormal and like, um, kind of like, uh, the witch stuff and all the fun stuff, like awesome cool stuff that I don't know about. <laughs> so we were sharing stories and we were all kind of creeped out and then they went home so it was just me and this guy and we were talking about the stories and he was telling me about some creepy stories in mexico that he had at his house in mexico and then we went to bed and so we were just like in his room with the lights on like we weren't ready to go to sleep and i'm not kidding ross like we both got so creeped out like we were talking having a conversation and what could only explain us like all the pots and pans in his kitchen fell on the ground. That's what we heard. Like we thought somebody was in the kitchen and they just like threw all the pots and pans on the floor. And it was so loud. We both like jumped out of his bed. Like, like who the hell is here? He kicked the door of his room to go to the kitchen. And he really thought there was somebody in the house, like intruding, you know, breaking in. And we went to the kitchen. There was nothing wrong. Like, Everything was in place. Nothing was on the ground. Nothing fell. The balcony was locked. Like the door to the balcony was locked. The front door was locked. And we were both like, what? Like we both looked at each other like this happened, right? Like, and I was like, yes, you heard it. And he's like, yes. And now, we were did both he have like, a history of his place being haunted? That apartment? No. It, I mean, it was like an old apartment. Um, but no. And so it was just weird because I almost felt like we opened like a can of worms. I don't know when we were talking about scary stuff earlier in the night. And I don't know if like we made something angry. I don't know. 
Now, do, do you was, have any uh, suspicion or whatever that it could have been your old friend, your old spooky ghost? Well, because we did talk about that stuff that evening and I told them, oh, yeah, these creepy things happened to me when I was younger, you know. And so that's why that was the only time that's ever happened again. It was so scary, honestly, but that that's we were why both I was, like, we're not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> I was wondering about like how you got the activity to stop because yeah, sometimes it seems like people uh, believe that there's these creepy energies, whatever you want to call them, that, you know, are fueled by uh, the more you pay attention to it. Um, and so... I can imagine that, yeah, if you are busy and you're focused on other things and you don't got time for none of that, then maybe <laughs> it would stop. And that's why it's also interesting that people like once the pandemic started happening and they were like home and they were like, you know, not being so caught up in being other places and worrying about other things. They started realizing all this activity that's that's probably been happening the whole time. They just weren't paying attention yeah. to it. Probably. I mean, it's it was just it was really creepy. I, I, after that, I haven't really had anything else happen. I just moved to a, like, I just got a house a couple months ago. And um, I was talking to my friends and they're like, nothing's happened there yet, right? And I'm like, no, I'm like, no, my house is brand new. We're good. And actually the day I moved in, I asked the construction people, I was like, hey, what land was this before? And they were like, what? And I was like, what is this house built on just to make sure? And they were like, what kind of question is that? And I was like, it's a very important question, okay? I don't want to mess up with any past lives and spirits and whatever, you know? And they're like, honestly, we have no idea what was on this ground before. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to do some research to make sure I don't piss anyone chances. off. Yeah, I mean, like, you never know. So. Oh, I love yeah. that you asked that. Thank you so much to Emily, Cynthia, and Remy. And again, if you want to hear a little bit more, you can go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash rawsdressfulest. There's also a link in the description of this episode. And um, we are talking about a little bit of cryptids and UFOs and skinwalkers and uh, stuff beyond just ghosts and the paranormal. So, uh, and you can also see that video of me putting fur all over a wall in my house. <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the show. And please join the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dress Falaz. Great place to leave some stories. Also, if you leave a five-star review of this podcast, um, you could put a ghost story in there, or you could just say something nice about me, or you don't have to say anything. Just five stars on Apple Podcasts, please. And check me out on Stereo. The link is in the description of this episode. And um, Instagram at Roz Hernandez. And um, yeah, you know all the things. I love you all. Both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! A podcast network.